So that was the thing that happened. And <laughs> here we are to discuss it. That's right. Right now, we are going to do our the Rise of Skywalker review here on the Force Vision slash Cinemaxic podcast, since this is a movie review after all. Um, guys, uh, how was your movie experience last night? I, uh, you know, I, I, the, the theater was nice and respectful and quiet. No issues for me. Um, we went and got drinks afterwards, had some drinks beforehand, made a whole event of it. Um, so uh, my day went well. How did your guys' day go yesterday? Mine, mine wasn't too bad. Um, the seats were, they were comfy. They weren't as good as the Dolby seats at AMC 20, but they're pretty solid. Uh, but I was really annoyed because the, the guy sitting to the next or next to me had like got up multiple times throughout the movie, having to go to the bathroom. And that was kind of a distraction. Yeah. Whoever that guy was, was a total dude. <laughs> no doubt about it. Could not stand that dude. I was like, come on, man, hold your bladder. Yeah, it's pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I hate him. Tanner, how'd your movie experience go? Well, so I saw it at 8 o'clock this morning. Um, it was fine. It was not a packed theater, maybe half full, maybe a little less. Uh, just kind of old old fogies and a couple parents with their uh, little kids there, but it was a good crowd. Good. Awesome. Um. Well, guys, let's not beat around the bush. Let's go ahead and get right into this thing. Um, on today's episode of Force Vision, you know what's happening. It is the Rise of Skywalker review. We are joined here, as always, with my two co-hosts, and it's time to dive into this thing right now. This is the Force Vision Podcast. So, um, join me today, as I am your host, Max Leadham, at Max Fozzy. I have my two co-hosts, Tim Reichmuth, at Tim Drist, and Tanner Rush, at Danger Rush, here to review this, pod- this, this podcast, review this final installment of the Skywalker Trilogy until Disney wants to pump some more numbers out. Uh, but for right now, this is the final installment of the Skywalker Saga, and we are here to review it for you. Boys, how are you doing today? Tired. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I don't even know am, why. Um, you know, I, I am as well. Um, but um, it, was, it was worth it. The, the, tired, the tiredness was worth it. Um, let's, let's uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to dive into this thing. And um, you know, the best way, I think, is just to start with what we felt how we felt the movie went. What did we think? And I want to start by saying, um, did, at the end of the day, what is the movie supposed to do for you? And it's two things. It's either you make you enjoy it or make you not enjoy it. At the end of the day, did I enjoy this movie? And the answer is, I very much enjoyed this movie. Well, did it have its flaws? That wasn't one of the options. Yeah. Sorry. I enjoyed this movie. Sorry. Uh, at the end of the day, yes, were there did, – does this movie have flaws? There is no doubt about it. The movie has flaws. And we'll discuss those as, as we get into this review. But did the movie provide great Star Wars content? Yes. 
did it do the best it could with what it was given? In my opinion, yes. Did it leave you feeling just good after the movie was over? For me, yes. I, I enjoyed it. It had its flaws. But when I you know, look at it from the scope of just being a fan of these movies, these movies were never meant to cause deep, I don't know, they, they aren't meant to make, you know, huge political statements or make big social commentary. Um, so I feel like these movies, you should watch it as a fan first. And then maybe as a, as a if you want to be a critic of sorts, a critic second. And for me, as a fan first, I enjoyed it. Uh, you turn your brain off for some of the, the critiques you can have as a critic. And I think bottom at the end of the day, bottom line, I, it's... It was a good movie. It was a good movie, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Tim, what would you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, going in, I wanted to have as low expectations as possible because I didn't want to, um, you know, think that it's going to completely wrap everything up and everything's going to be perfect. And, and as you said, you know, it wasn't completely perfect. But from a fan's perspective, I really enjoyed um, – everything they did. And I, I think it fits really well to what they're trying to do. Um, they didn't bad mouth or, or kind of reverse anything that they did with the last Jedi. Um, honestly, you know, I, I think they did a fantastic job uh, taking what Ryan Johnson brought to the table and then evolving upon that and, and adding to it without um, slandering his, his direction. So um, it's, for me, it's, there's a lot to take in. So it's kind it's, it's still, I'm still trying to process it. Um, where I stand right now is I really enjoyed the movie. I, I loved it. Um, I thought they did a great job kind of you know, gearing it towards the fans. Um, but I, I do need to see it another time. Cause you know, with the last Jedi, I loved it after the first showing second showing it. I didn't enjoy it as much cause I was able to process it. I don't think that's going to be the same case with this movie, but um, I, you know, just kind of overall really enjoyed it. And I, I do think it is a little much. And for the average fan, they may not enjoy it near as much because there's a lot of things that they're kind of bringing into play that people aren't going to get. And it, they do bring in back old characters such as, you know, Lando, Wedge Antilles. And some people may think they're just trying to do that to please the fan. Um, but personally, I, I think they did it in a way that it, it didn't seem like they were just trying to, um, force them in there. They, they actually had a role to play. So. Sure. Sure. Tanner, what'd you think? Um, you know, I liked it. I wish I liked it more. Uh, for me, it was uh, kind of a mixed bag. Like I like it sort of, uh, everything that happened, I, I didn't disagree or think anything was dumb. Um, my issues fall more with, just the overall pacing of the movie and the dialogue being sort of lackluster. Uh, it just didn't feel like the epic finale to me. It's just kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think I, I, I could definitely see where you're coming from that. I, I think I, I agree with him. I need to see it a second time. Um, 
I think because a lot of the reasons why maybe it didn't feel like the overall epic finale I was hoping is there was so much going on in general leading into this movie, so much like preconceived notions of what this movie needs to be or what this movie may not be, um, that I feel like you're you're sitting there and you, you, you just kind of, you maybe watch it with more of a critical eye than you're you're wanting to. You really want to sit in and just enjoy it, but also you want everyone else to like it too. You want to not, you want everyone to just love this movie. And I feel like that can happen sometimes in the theater where you're worried that it's not going to cap off the way you want it to. And it will like it, you, you watch this thing and just kind of hope that everyone feels this way, but also you're nervous. They won't feel that way. So then it can kind of like, I don't know, you can kind of leave feeling maybe a little more underwhelmed than what you're originally thinking. But I, yeah, I mean, Tanner, I, I can see where you're coming from. I enjoyed the movie. I really did. There are, I, I definitely have some, there's definitely some issues with the dialogue. Um, and I mean, this pace was insane. Like you just buckle up and they're, they're charging straight ahead. Every scene had something interesting in it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, overall I leave happy. Do, do I feel like it brought the entire saga to a completely satisfying end? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Again, I need to see it again. I need to, you know, you know, now that I know what to expect with the pace, I could kind of settle in and um, really enjoy the story for what it is and probably get more out of the dialogue than I did the first time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very good for me. It, it, it did everything. You know, I'm not, I can't, I can't complain, especially when, you know, JJ said before he was coming into this, that Ryan Johnson's risks and Ryan Johnson's um, decisions that were bold and different inspired him and gave him the courage to do the same thing. And if there is anything you could say about this movie, it is, uh, it certainly takes its risks for better or worse of what you think of those risks. It definitely, um, it goes, it goes all in on, on itself. And what I mean by that is sometimes I feel like, Star Wars in the live action type of stuff. And even this goes for comic book movies too, especially as a DC fan, uh, that they sometimes will pull their punches when it comes to like, all right, here's the Star Wars stuff, but we're not going to go full like Star Wars on yet just because we don't want to scare away the general audience that are going to be like, wow, this is getting kind of very heavy Star Warsy, very heavy sci-fi, um, uh, sci-fi fantasy and um, I don't feel like this movie pulls punches at all. It was like, nope, uh, Palpatine is alive and he looks like a fucking zombie and he actually looks horrifying. And uh, that's, you know, he's alive. He's alive. Also, Snoke is in a jar. They do that. We, it's, you know, they, they, they just started it off and they're like, here it is. There you go. Um, but let's, okay. So now that we kind of got about our feelings on this movie, let's just, let's get into this thing. Let's start discussing the things that happen in this movie. Um, you know, right off the bat, we, like I was saying, you know, the oh, are we doing, are we doing spoilers? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? By the way, I was trying to, <laughs> I was wanting this to be a, a clean podcast. I just realized, cause you know, I, I was gonna, I, I was gonna make this like a cleaner podcast because, uh, you know, a wider audience. So let me reel in the curses. I don't, you know, let me reel those back in. Let's try and keep it. 
as clean as possible. PG Maybe I could actually hey, listen to the first like ten minutes of this and just bleep out. <laughs> or or Jordan can like put on his mic and just go frick every time I I say the f word. Um, Babu frick. Babu frick. Oh, yeah. Babu frick. But um, so yeah, guys. Uh, you know, if you didn't know. If you didn't know, now you know. This is a 100% spoiler review. I'll put a little thing. I'll record a little thing at the front of this to let you know before you start. This is 100% a spoiler review. Um, yeah, so the whole thing starts immediately. The dead speak. Palpatine's voice can be heard throughout the galaxy. Um, I did not expect that in the opening crawl. That is like, oh, no, he is alive, and everyone knows he's alive. Um it was interesting that was uh, i was like wow okay and then not only do they announce that the opening crawl they start the movie with him within the first 10 minutes he's, right. he's making his first appearance yep. and see well they uh when the resistance learns about exegol and the emperor being there cool rose, name, by the way yeah rose questions whether or not it's for real so i don't think everyone just assumed he actually was alive but uh, that kind of is he or isn't he i mean that could have been a tension built up throughout the first act of the film maybe but yeah. they show the emperor within two fucking minutes of the movie starting it's like yeah all right okay yeah they they get that they get that going and they they get the snoke explanation going we already we find we know what snoke is no doubt about that kinda he's like i'm snoke and it's like what okay what do you mean you're snoke i I, i'm assuming they're clones that that it's a clone of some kind that he is he's made in that lab there on exegol yeah because in the little jar you see multiple right right floating there so, so yeah, I just that's what I assumed. Is, is he that, like possessing those clone bodies? Or I suppose I so. so. Because someone said someone said why why is he not just doing it himself? Why is he not just there himself if if like if why is he not just there himself? And I'm assuming it's like, well, he's really decrepit and like destroyed and um so he needs like a healthy body to walk around in and uh and he didn't want to announce that he was, he didn't want the galaxy to know that he was alive until he was ready to let him know he was alive. So he was pulling strings as Snoke to, you know, try and turn Kylo, I mean, try and keep Kylo on the dark side, have him, you know, you know, kind of puppeteer him and also like not have the entire galaxy come after him yet because he definitely, he wasn't ready. So I, I think that's what that was about. And I think also, kind of filling in the blanks i imagine he was also hoping luke skywalker would be gone by the time he was ready to make his return um because he was probably scared of luke uh, more than anyone i imagine and so he was hoping luke to be gone and luke was gone so then he even felt better about trying to make his first appearance um so that's what i that's what i took from it with uh the snokes in the jar there and and him can him being like the person who's been uh you know, tormenting Kylo his entire life. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got from that. Yeah, that's that's the same take that I kind of had too, where, you know, he, he was just kind of using Snoke as a distraction so he could kind of lay low and, and build up his army while uh, the First Order is just kind of, you know, reigning supreme and everything. 
and something just because we're we're already on Palpatine. So let's talk about one of the main complaints people have about this movie is people think that the the Palpatine thing was shoehorned in. It was like it, it was a lazy explanation. It didn't make sense for me. I never under people were saying like that's that Palpatine being alive makes no sense for me. I was like, I felt like it made perfect sense. He says literally a line that he says in the prequel trilogy. He says the the path of the dark side has you know whatever he says is like the the dark side of the force has many means that some would deem unnatural or whatever so clearly he is like he isn't just some some person you can just easily kill um and that's why he's been in he he was virtually destroyed by darth vader like you see him he is as dead as you can get like as close to dead as you can get and he is holding on by a thread trying to make shit happen and uh, i'm cursing again um trying to make things happen and uh Gee dang it, Max. Gee dang it. Uh, and so I thought, like, right away, okay, there's obviously something that Luke, I mean, Luke force projected himself across a galaxy, okay? There's force, this is the force, all right? There's powers, okay? There's cool things you can do. Obviously, the Sith have a way to live through, like, uh, for me, by the way, uh, the, the, what I took by that, by his eyes being gone, he's not alive. He is a dead person, and yeah. he is in, inhibiting the body of Palpatine, like yeah. he is a, a and, spirit inhibiting uh, the body. He's clearly dead. His eyes are white. He's gone, and he is trying. He's trying to come back. That's what I took it as. I didn't take it as he's alive. I took it as yeah. he's literally a dead body. And That's just possessed by the spirit of exactly. thousands of Sith. Exactly. So I had yeah. no problem with that. Yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with that either. And I mean, it, kind of going back to like, you know, what, what George Lucas originally wanted to have per, like played out when if he were to do the sequel trilogy. I mean, he had the same idea. He wanted Palpatine to come back. Palpatine is very much in play in his, his story. So, uh, and we, we kind of talked about this last night. The only thing was that um, it would have been nicer to have Palpatine hinted at in The Last Jedi. Yeah. That way it's not a complete surprise like maybe at the very end you start hearing the broadcast so you know the rebellion's yeah. kind of sitting there you know trying to to get the resistance to gather and they're like why isn't anyone hearing us and all of a sudden you start hearing palpatine laugh or palpatine speak sorry tim were you saying at the end of the last jedi you would have wanted that yes yeah, yeah. if if anything this <laughs> i don't mind palpatine being back it's just the way it's handled kind of makes it painfully clear what we've always suspected is that there was no plan plan <laughs> like uh-huh. this, this trilogy was made up as it went along 100 percent. there's there's no reason you don't introduce that palpatine is alive in episode eight if this is yeah and you know that's again and here's the thing and tanner being someone who loved the last Jedi, i would love to get your thoughts on this like people were mad that they brought palpatine back they thought it was shoehorned in it was lazy i'm like but where do you go like, where do you, and I'm not blaming eight, but I'm like, at the end of eight, where do you go? You either shoehorn in another big bad villain, right? Who isn't, who isn't Palpatine, or you, so there's three options, I feel like. You either bring in another big bad that isn't Palpatine, who, who's going to be the big villain of it all overall. Two, you go with Kylo being the main villain, absolutely not, um, with absolutely not, uh, uh, being having the opportunity to turn back to the to the uh, to the to the 
light the, side. He light just side? full on dark side. He's going to be a bad guy, which mm-hmm. I feel like would be. I just feel like that would be a bad decision. I don't think Kylo should have ever been that it, way. I feel like Kylo it, it'd be kind of tough because yeah, in the first two movies, they're just playing the whole fact that he was struggling. Right. You know, going full dark. Right. You, you could tell that he was holding on to the light side. Right. Or um, you, or the third option, and it's not to interrupt you. Or the third option is you bring back Palpatine. It's one of those three. So where yeah. do you go? Where do you go? I feel like not having Kylo turn back would have been a huge mistake. People would have not liked that. Like he, he should have had a redeeming moment and he does, he does get a redeeming moment. Um, right. So, you know, um, I, yeah, I, I what, think, what do you think? What do you think? I think it was, I think they did a good job. I'm glad they brought Palpatine back because it, it does encapsulate the entire saga that he's been pulling the strings since the very, very beginning. Um, he's had a plan, you know, since the Phantom Menace to, um, take control and it, it, the sequel is, is kind of like a little bit of Phantom Menace where you have the clones fighting the separatists just trying to distract each other while he's building up um, his other army um, and so it, it kind of plays into that as well um, a little repeat and you know I, I, I think it was a fantastic approach it would have been nicer if they would have had um, a much better better if uh ah, crap Forgot where I was going with this. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Silly Tim. Yeah. But you know, I'm not uh, gonna lie to you. Uh, <laughs> we just had like an hour long technical difficulty thing. Uh, Tanner dropped out, and uh, you know, we're just gonna go on without him. We tried to patch that, like it was nothing was going on. Uh, some obviously, uh, you know, whatever. But where we were before we had the technical difficulty was where would they go from The Last Jedi to The Rise of Skywalker? Like I brought up, there's three things. Palpatine either is coming back. Two, they introduce a new big bad. Or three, they just said, nope, Kylo is completely evil, and we're going to go with him being the bad guy of this saga. Um, I don't know. I mean, and again, that's not – I don't blame any director or any person from the past movies or the past movies for this. It's just like there was no plan going in so you have to kind of do with what you gotta make do with what you got and for me kylo would if if they would the only thing that like would have made sense to me is either palpatine comes back or kylo is kylo is like a a fully bad guy and i don't like kylo being like going there I, i want him to get redeemed i've always wanted that to happen yeah um they they really didn't have any options and i agree that it's not the director's fault with what because they they just did um as much as they could do with what they had and i think they realized that they needed a overall plan going forward before making the trilogy and i think that's why we're not going to see another star wars movie for at least two three more years I just Um, which is upsetting but i think that's the right way to go about it it cracks me up too i just like you know you don't have to have the same director for every every movie, but I feel like you damn well better have the same writers and producers for every mm-hmm. movie so that, like, the director can direct the story, but they shouldn't be able to just completely do their own thing every single time. So, you right. know, you get kind of pushed up against, you get, you know, your back's up against the wall with every single movie. Right? Where are we going to go with the story? And honestly, The Rise of Skywalker, they didn't have much to do. So they didn't have much to go off of. So, yeah, they bring back, they bring back Palpatine. That probably mm-hmm. would have worked much better had the rise of, uh, or the last Jedi introduced Palpatine early, as you as you were saying, like at the end of the movie, 
that there was definite like, oh my God, that could have been the big reveal of the movie is that, holy God, he's alive. He's, he's back. Instead, we get that reveal in the trailer, much to our delight at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. But how cool would that have been at The Last Jedi after like Snoke dies and the movie's coming to an end, we hear Palpatine's laugh or, or somewhere, or like, you know, um, um, even... Uh, just hear his radio transmission. That would have been nice to see what he was actually saying on the radio that everyone was hearing. Or even Hux all along knew that Snoke was actually a puppet for Palpatine and Hux like goes to Palpatine and that's the end of the movie is Hux approaching Palpatine like with his report of what's gone on and mm-hmm. like him saying like and and uh, Luke Skywalker is dead and Palpatine like laughs and that's that's what kicks off the next movie and that would have been I feel like that would have been a really, really great way to set up this movie. But Uh because we didn't get that and because we had different directors and writers for every film, JJ just kind of is like, I'm going to go all out on this thing. Ryan was brave with his decisions and, uh, you know, didn't pull his punches. I'm going to do the exact same thing. You're either going to like it or not. And you know what? Uh For me, obviously, I like that a lot. So that was the idea of Palpatine, right? Some people didn't like it, didn't think it made sense. I think it did just fine. You know, he's a dark side user. He wasn't even alive. His body looks like a corpse. He is as dead as it gets. Darth Vader and Anakin, Anakin Skywalker succeeded in his mission to destroy him. But there was still a remnant of him left, just like there are with any Jedi who have fallen before. Obviously, the Sith can hang on to, or there's Mm -hmm. powers that have been learned by Sith to be able to hang on to. Mm -hmm. So uh, we get that. obviously, Obviously, Kylo is now like kind of, taking up Palpatine's idea that he's going to be, you know, that, that he's going to be Palpatine's um, protege now uh, with, right. with everything. And uh, that's how the movie kicks off, man. It couldn't have kicked off in a more like thrilling way. Um, they're just like, wow. I, I mean, I'm still stunned how quickly they got into that. They just did not, they no breaks. They're just like, here it is. We're going for it. And I, I, you know, I appreciated it. I appreciated mm-hmm. it. Um, right course now we're like we have we have ray who's training with leia and um we're getting a lot of great scenes here with ray we're seeing her be a total badass starting with her floating in midair meditating with a bunch of rocks floating around her she's clearly been training and getting better with her powers um studying the ways of being a jedi under leia's tutelage who we you know we find out later that has you know also done a lot of training of becoming a jedi um and she does the course. She does that obstacle course, which is really cool. And uh, uh, it was great. It was great to just see her new powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely awesome seeing her go through the training. And um, I loved how they, they made Leia more of a mentor, mentor for her, um, being able to kind of guide her throughout that course. Um, and what I loved is how, you know, she was doing really well. And then all of a sudden, you know, she started not feeling right. Um, and then that's when we got our first force connection between her and Kylo, um, where Kylo started talking to her. Correct? They, yeah. I, I can't remember if that um, was, was later that on. I know, I know something was happening with Kylo, which started affecting her as well. And we were just reintroduced into the bond um, that yeah. they actually shared. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting, um, especially yeah. with you know Ray's whole issues that she's trying to figure out herself and there's so much going on around her um you know this this movie's trying to focus on her coming to terms with um what's going on and 
and uh, just moving forward from there. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a nice little introduction. It was a little homage to what Ryan had set up in the previous movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was cool to see her, Ray, studying from the Jedi texts and everything. She's, like, taking it very mm-hmm. seriously. Uh, it, was, it was really cool to see that. And, you know, I, as I told you in the theater, or I told you when we were getting out of the theater, I, I love that they were able to do what they could with Leia. They really, they did the best they absolutely could with Leia in this movie. Um, they just, uh, you know, th- that there was some good and some bad. Like, there was times where it, it was like, wow, okay, this is working really well. But there was also a couple times where I was like, this seems like uh, they, they're, they're, clearly taking old dialogue from the other movie and building the script around it and it sometimes did it come off as natural to me as i would have hoped um i believe one of the lines she said was like don't tell me what is or what you think tell me what you know and it just that line at that moment didn't really seem to fit with what the the dialogue wasn't was like inferring would be said i guess so it was kind of there were some awkward moments there but still i commend them for being able to bring her in it mm-hmm. felt as about as natural as you could hope it would feel in this in this instance. Um, right. So I, I I was impressed with Leia, but I also understood. I also did have you know there was a couple that was one of the flaws to me. There was there's many in this mm-hmm. movie that I enjoy, but that was one of the flaws. It just kind of did feel like it was a little unnatural. Um, what did you think of that? What do you think of Leia's presence in this movie in general, guys? Um, I mean, I, I didn't really have too many issues with it. I agree that you know it didn't flow necessarily well or as well as it could have but again you know rest in peace Carrie Fisher it's kind of hard to make it flow well when you are limited with what you can actually do with her and you don't want to um, you know kind of ruin her her memory by making her all CGI but you also don't want to completely write her out so you, you had to incorporate her in some way and I, I mean I think the way that they did do it especially kind of later on when you know um, she she uses her force ability i i I loved how they they did that how they you know kind of closed her character arc um i thought it was fantastic um and it it did pay the respects that she deserved yeah taryn what'd you think of Leia in this uh they like you said they did the best they could but yeah i think everyone's gonna disagree with me here but they probably should have just had her die in between the movies. It was just so awkward. You could tell she wasn't there. The things she was saying, like didn't totally fit with what was going on. Like didn't say anything really meaningful. I I don't know. It was okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, and I, I'm kind of in the middle ground there. I agree with you, Tanner on that. Like there, it was kind of awkward. Some of it didn't feel very natural but also, I'm also on the side that I, I feel like they had to include her in this in some way, and I do think her ending, you know, her ending thing that we'll get into, uh, that you know, with Kylo, was good. I did like that. I feel like she had to be included, but also there was gonna be some natural, like, awkward moments with that. It just was gonna happen. It was. It, it would have been way too perfect for her leftover lines from the force awakens to just work perfectly with a movie, two movies later um, that have had, that has had a whole movie of different things happen in between the, the last time these scenes were shot. Um, so yeah, I I'm, I'm somewhere in between, 
I appreciate her being there. I appreciate like us getting to say goodbye to her um, in a way. And um, yeah. So um, we also get what's cool is Finn and Poe are out on a mission to get some a, a, a data download um, of some coordinates about Palpatine or something regarding Palpatine. Um, we get a creature that's voiced by Mark Hamill. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I, I told mm-hmm. you, Tim, as soon as I heard his voice, like, that guy is that that creature is being voiced by Mark Hamill. That was actually that was actually Luke Skywalker possessing that alien. Oh, okay, that, that 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 makes sense. Um, that little that whole scene there, the back and forth between Finn and Poe, they have they have such great chemistry on screen, and it it was really great to just see that right at the beginning. Like, hey, they're they're going to be together this whole movie, and um, they did some really cool things with that. Uh, that 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 then the whole next scene of the like that light speed skipping in the millennium falcon and getting to see poe you know fly the millennium falcon it was it was a cool bit there to also get it kind of kicked off like i said man this thing is running this is the pace of this is a is 100 miles an hour it just is going non-stop uh and i but i like that uh finn and poe being together on this mission and then heading back to the planet they were camped out on with ray what, what planet was that by the way did we ever get a planet I, we, I don't know. I, I, don't I think know if we, we did. did. I can't remember. It was, it was probably like in passing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they get back um, and there's some comedic stuff, which I thought the comedy in this movie was, was pretty good. There was only one. There was only one line that I didn't like in terms of comedy. Um, everything else fit besides one. Uh, but them getting back to Ray and um, them letting Falcon being on fire and like them trying to cool it down. The whole light speed skipping thing was cool. That was a, that was a cool thing I didn't know about. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just the banter between the three of them was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what, was the, what was the whole point of the light speed skipping? Just to try to lose them? Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, they, were, they could follow them through light speed and they were obviously following them every single time they came out of light speed. So they didn't mm-hmm. want to, they were trying to lose them by skipping and then hoping that they were going to like run into something or something like that to, to lose them. Um, was the plan so that was that was a cool little bit but they have to go on a mission now because they have to go find palpatine uh they have to go find a um a dagger of sorts to uh find well they didn't know about the dagger they're trying to find the wayfinder i was at it based on luke's text which brought them to that um sand plane i can't remember what it was called but it was like the the secret pasana pasana yeah. And it was like the secret uh, desert or something. So that's where it directed them. And then the um, hidden valley, the hidden valley was that what it was called. <laughs> no, it was, I think it was actually like the forbidden or forgotten. Valley forgotten. That's but right. It's just ranch people. Hidden yeah. Valley Ranch. It was cool to see that too. I was, I was, it was. I, I like that whole bit. I like the whole celebration going on there and, and uh, the, 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 that whatever species that was, that was cool. I enjoyed that. I don't know about you mm-hmm. guys. No, I, I enjoyed that. It was a nice little, you know, way to kind of get introduced to another Star Wars culture. So that was pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Anytime we get some like a little neat bits of, you know, just Star Wars stuff happening just because it's Star Wars, like going on in the background type of thing like this, I, I appreciated that. Um, we also get to see the Knights of Ren here uh, for the first, for like the, the first <laughs> oh, time in action. Skipped- you skipped uh, the part where they're walking around, and then that's when she connects with uh, Kylo, and he's actually able to pull the necklace off. Her oh neck. yeah, 
<clears throat> and then that's how he figures out where they are. Which, by the way, Kylo has gotten his helmet repaired at this point, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kylo has yeah. gotten his helmet repaired by, I believe, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. And um, af- after that happened, he's you know wearing his helmet. And uh, so that was cool with the glowing red like cracks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, it was a much longer sequence at some point. And they cut it down? Like, yeah, there was a whole bit about them going to wherever to repair it and like the Knights of Ren doing some kind of like frat bro dance while it's happening. I shit you not. Like, yeah. Like it was a much longer drawn out thing. <laughs> frat bro dance. Were they yeah. dabbing? What were they doing? Well, I mean, you kind of see one start tapping his staff, I think. So maybe oh. they're just like chanting or like, I don't know, fist pumping or something. Well, I thought it was cool. Uh, I, I would, um, you know, one of our friends, girlfriends, Katie, commented on that Kylo's helmet being repaired. It was a very, I mean, it was a good visual metaphor. Of obviously, Kylo has, you know, he was Kylo Ren, and then he fell apart, and he destroyed that helmet, and then he's trying to, you know, piece himself back together with and by putting his helmet together, and then also seeing like the glowing red lines, almost like symbol, like symbolize what he's you know, trying to, it's, it's basically the cracks yeah. Um, yeah. of him trying to become full dark side. There's right. the, the cracks of cracks of light trying to escape. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate it. It was also just, it just looked cool. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we see the first time we have this force power of obviously, you know, we got hinted at it with the last Jedi. They can do that force Skyping thing, but um, now like officially they're able to like force, force zoom. Yeah. Force zoom. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, you're right. Sorry. Um, they, uh, they're able to like literally manifest items from across the galaxy, um, through the force. I thought it was a cool force power. Actually, I have no problems with that. I don't think anyone, I didn't read anyone having issues with it, but I thought it was really cool. I thought that was cool. I mean, and it definitely plays a much bigger part later on the film, but, um, I mean, it just shows how strong of a connection that both of them have with each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, it was teased in the last Jedi when Kylo looks at his hand and he has water on it because it's raining in an yeah. Um So I love that part. And it, it also, you know, made it so it made sense for them being able to figure out where they're actually located instead of just kind of randomly guessing and figure it out. So it, it explained that too. Yeah, so the Knights of Ren descend upon that place where the guys are at. And they're obviously, they're on this, and we didn't mention this, they're on this planet because a uh, there was a uh, uh, Palpatine ordered uh, this bounty hunter guy to come here. And I can't remember what they sent him here to do exactly. But uh, he he has the Wayfinder with him or the the dagger or something with him that they need. And um, Luke's trail went cold here, which was also cool because this is where we see Lando uh, as a part of this celebration and everything. He's on this planet, and he was sent there by Leia. And it was cool to hear, like, Lando say that him and Luke were on an adventure together. I really liked that. Like, that was so cool. Like, Lando just telling an old story about him and Luke Skywalker being on an adventure trying to find this thing. Well, so I think the reason why he was on the planet, he was a Jedi killer, I think he tracked down Rey's parents to that planet. Were they on ship? I think so. Because I think that was their ship, right? Yeah. No, and that was, yeah. was, that, was that their ship? I know they're on it. So I think he tracked them down there trying to find where Ray was actually located. 
Oh, okay, that makes more and sense. Then, and then Luke and Lando followed the Jedi killer, and I think their intent was to try to find um, that Wayfinder because yeah. he was, Luke was trying to find where Palpatine was. Sure. Uh. <laughs> um yeah so uh so they they find so they the, luke's trail went cold here he was searching for a way to get to uh exical to f- back back before all this happened back young luke was trying to find a way to get to exical which i thought was really cool in general he was he he knew palpatine was out there in some way or there were, there was a sith temple there and he needed to get there so it was cool that he was on this journey to try and get back there and, and Lando kind of retelling it. We see uh so they they find the ship and then they get sunk into this like sand. And um you know I don't want to be I guess I don't want this to be an entire description of the movie. I'm just trying to review it. I, so we should just probably just talk about like our favorite parts and let the viewer see the damn movie. But I thought it was cool we saw the the healing powers that was introduced for the first time in the Mandalorian literally this week. And Ray is using healing powers on that like serpent thing in the cave. That was kind of that was that was cool too. I don't know if like the Mandalorian, if that if was that a total accident or was like the Mandalorian trying to was this all one big plan? I don't know. What do you guys think? Was that one big plan? That I think it was one big plan. Two days before we see the rise of Skywalker, Baby Yoda does the yeah with the Force thing. I, that seems a little too convenient, right? Yeah, that that was definitely planned by them. I don't know why, like, were they worried people wouldn't accept force healing as a power unless it was shown in a Disney Plus series two days before the movie comes out? I don't know if they were. Honestly, I think they were probably just trying to, like, have that connection be there. Like, oh, we saw that on The Mandalorian, and that that's it. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I think that, I don't know. But, um, so, yeah, the whole sequence off Asana was pretty fun, in my opinion. I, I thought that was a cool little journey they go on so where do they go next after this after they get the they get the dagger and then um well so kylo ren on the planet though that's they they, do and then yeah oh so that part when ray started pulling the ship out of the sky dude that was sweet dude when yeah well though that whole sequence right so kylo charges him her in Mm -hmm. in his tie fighter which she destroys and then um they they walk towards each other like gunslingers in the desert. Mm-hmm. Chewie has been captured in the background. There's so much going on. And Chewie gets captured in the background and put on what we think is this ship. And the ship starts flying away. And Ray trying to keep them from taking Chewie, right? That that bit there where she's holding the ship in midair, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. That was pretty sweet. That's something we haven't really seen in any other stars movie. And um, just the whole back and forth between her and Kylo trying to, you know, pull and push the ship away. And then uh, she just essentially strains herself too much and then, you know, blows the ship up with her force lightning. Dude, the force lightning and, thing there was, that was, that was shocking to me. I was like, that oh my was, God. and I was shocked for the next 15 minutes or so. Cause I'm like, did Chewie just die? I'm Dude, like, there's no I, way. I thought there's they killed no off Chewie. I was like, oh I thought they did God. too. I was like, is that how he's going to go out? The only thing is because of the trailer where it shows Finn, Chewie, and uh, Poe running through the um, halls of a Star Destroyer or whatever and shooting away, I was like, well, we haven't seen that yet. So I, 
I don't think he was on that ship. And I'm like, I bet there's probably another one. So it's only downsides because if they hadn't shown that in the trailer, then I would have actually thought Chewie was dead at that point. But I was still shocked because I'm like, maybe they cut that scene out. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. And then, uh, you know, we get to see Ray's true, like, you know, her, really her true powers at work here. Um, very, very interesting. Um, so now they, they go to get Chewie off the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, we're, wait. What, no, then they, they go to uh, Kojima, Kojimi? Yes, they go because, to Kojimi. Because Kimji. Yeah, because uh, they need to, they have the Sith dagger, but C-3PO can't, like, uh, can't, he can't. Um, describe it because he can't speak Sith language. So they need to go to uh, Kimiji. Time out. This is where, <laughs> this is where my issue here, not a literal time out, Tim. No, I think he's, it's all right. He's, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's fucked off. Yeah. Oh, shoot. It's okay. We're not cursing. This isn't, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> um, it's just, there's so many MacGuffins in plot twists and we need to go here and do this. And now we're here. Oh, we can't do this. So now we need to go here and do that. It's just, there are so many plot beats in this film that could have sustained, you know, two films on their own. There's no, nothing can breathe. There's no chance for like meaningful character dialogue because everything is exposition or like making a plan or just talking about like the like most of the dialogue is about the characters talking about what's going on than like what they're feeling or like what their motivations on a personal level are it's just boom 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 explain explain uh twist reveal reaction more exposition we need to go here that that's kind of the extent because it's a movie about plot more than anything else i feel like yeah no that's that's overwhelming that's a fair point i mean i i feel like if there the the dialogue did have to take a little bit of a backseat in this movie um because i did i i as much as i enjoyed the movie I do feel like sometimes I felt like I was the, the, that I was feeling a little distant from the characters because I was yeah. trying to, trying especially to get, Kylo Ren, especially yeah. Kylo Ren. Because I was I was trying to you know get into these get into these characters again like I was with you know Force Awakens and Last Jedi, but I didn't feel like we maybe got the opportunity to do that. Um, but also I don't necessarily blame the movie for that. Like I do feel like they had a story they needed to tell. And they didn't have much time to do it, so they had they just kind of had to go. They had they had to just roll, and um, you know maybe that could have had a much more streamlined plot. Yeah, and I think that's where there's this is very this is the most convoluted of all the Star Wars films. Like the amount of shit they have to go through to get to the conclusion. And I think that's where that I wish Disney would have just been like, hey, you know what? Let's just make this thing three hours. Yeah, like they they clearly they clearly greenlit a ton of of like a ton of stuff for this story so like given that all the stuff they were doing some some of it like going in the complete opposite direction of the last movie you know if, if you're gonna give them the green light to do that give them the green light to just make it a three-hour movie it's not gonna affect your box office it never will affect your box office avengers yeah. Endgame game freaking is the is three hours and the highest grossing movie of all time it's like 
you know, maybe you make it 30 minutes longer so you can have those spaced out breathing character moments. I mean, we're never going to see it because Disney hasn't done it yet with any of them. But I, I am very curious to what a extended sort of cut of this film looks like. Because, like, I, you guys knew I kind of followed the rumors and the leaks and everything. And um, apparently there were a lot of reshoots and a lot of shit got changed in editing. And a lot of sequences that still exist in the film were much more drawn out and longer at some point. Yeah. Um, and you, this might be, if there was, I mean, if there is one movie that would probably get the director's cut, it would probably be the one that scored worse with critics. So maybe we'll see something yeah. like that. You know, but also like, you know, the Rotten Tomato score of 57%, I don't, I mean, you know, that's that doesn't mark it as a bad movie. That's like, a, a, that's like definitely not the like 30% where you're like, wow, this movie is like just not good. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the Rotten Tomato score either. I think it like it, it should definitely be a fresh movie. I don't think it was bad enough that you'd say like you don't go. Well, that just means right. it's like at what, 57% right now? So yeah. that just means 57% of critics gave it a fresh review. Yeah. So it's it's mixed. It is a and mixed reception so I, far. I think it, it kind of makes sense too. Yeah. I mean, the movie's a... Movie's a mixed bag. Like I, there's things in it I like a lot, but there are things that I'm like, boy, do I wish mm-hmm. they explained this a little better, had more time with this element, or yeah. And from a from a critic standpoint, it it does make sense with how fast paced it is and how much they're actually going from um, planet to planet and so much kind of you know plot development in one specific movie that from a non-fan you're you're gonna have some gripes with it but you know with being a fan i was okay with that and i thought that it, it worked out and that's what you how you see the audience scores actually at a what 88 percent yeah you're muted, you're muted max sorry yeah and like let's let's be honest um there is like uh um i i told like i just told like i told drew is like let's be honest the movie is a bit of a mess. It is. There is so much going on in that movie. It's it's absurd. But also, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the mess. This wasn't like um, this wasn't like Justice League, where I'm like, I'm not enjoying this, and this is a mess. <laughs> it's like it was like, I'm enjoying all of these bits, like all of this, but I'm not enjoying like. I, but I'm I'm enjoying all these bits. Do they make a cohesive movie? They probably do not. But did I like it? Did I like everything I was seeing on screen? Yes, I did. You know, it's funny you bring up Justice League because one of the writers for this film, Chris Terrio, wrote Batman vs. Superman, right? Or at least yep. one of the drafts on it? Yep. Why the hell did Lucasfilm look at that work and go, that's what we need in Star Wars? I thought Chris Terrio co-wrote Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams as well. No, that was Lawrence Kasdan. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Lawrence Kasdan should have been on this. To yeah, well, it's so, again, like, the original trilogy had different directors throughout it. It had two, right? Two or three different directors. Um, yeah, three, three different directors. But there was still George Lucas's vision throughout the whole thing. Um, 
again, there's just no unified vision here in the sequel trilogy. Like they tried to make it work as best they could, but they, I tried so hard to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, cause I like the force awakens and the last Jedi. I think they are really, really good, well-written movies. The problem is, is that now with the rise of Skywalker, there's no cohesion across the trilogy it doesn't feel like an a to b to c it almost feels like in some ways the rise of skywalker is a um is more of a sequel to the force awakens than the last jedi like there was some other movie that should have taken place in between the two yeah that we didn't get yeah the biggest mistake was not having one either one director direct all the movies or have one writer write all of the movies, or yeah. you, we, you need a through line. And I've there said this, was there I'm, was I, rumors way back in the day that the uh, Ryan Johnson would write and direct episode eight, and then just write episode nine, and then either that deal changed or it was just a rumor. But boy, do I wish Ryan Johnson had written episode nine. Yeah, I mean, well, I. I Honestly, I wish they just went with the Force Awakens writers all the way through. Just well, like, Kasdan, yeah, he just wanted to do Force. They brought him on to do Force Awakens, so I think he could do Solo. And then they kind of didn't do what he wanted with Solo or struggled. And then he's like, "All right, I'm done with Star Wars." So yeah, I think um, I think the um, yeah, it's just like I've said before. I've said this so many times. They're, they, you don't need to have everything completely decided before the movie begins, I guess. Or like, no, but, things but, need but, to be allowed to move organically. Exactly, but they need to have a through line. Like, this is what the story is. You guys have to stick to this story, and then the rest you can do whatever you want. But this has to be the story that that so we get to. So it's a well paced saga someone else really made a really good comment too like why do we always feel like it has to be why did why did they feel like it had to be three episodes like why couldn't have they just done like a four a four it's like there's yeah. exactly it's like i guess it's tradition but it's like you could have easily i mean made four movies out of this saga and no like, one would have complained no imagine one would have said anything. imagine there was a fourth film where it was just rumors of the emperor being around so then they kind of have you know how The Force Awakens is sort of this chase, more or less, to find Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Then the third is them kind of like, all right, where is the Emperor? Is he a real deal? And then that movie ends with the Emperor showing up with the Sith fleet and then just completely wrecking shit across the galaxy. Like, even Kylo's boys. And then the fourth is... You know, sort of this three-way war. I don't know. There's more they could have done. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. They there 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 was there was. Uh, but and like that's why I said like I don't. Is this last movie a little bit of a mess? It is, but like I don't blame them for it. Like they had to. They had to do something. I mean, right? They, like they had to try and close this out, and they're like, man, we really should have planned this better. But this is what we got. We got to make do with what we get here. And you know. Uh, yeah right like how how should it have ended and exactly. the, I, I don't know exactly. i don't know i don't think anyone knew no so. one knew and i'm not a professional <laughs> filmmaker or storyteller so it's like you know i i i i trust 
I trust that JJ came up with what was the best story that you could possibly make for this. I do. If, yeah, I mean, if I have, I do have some issues with The Last Jedi. I will concede that it is not a perfect movie, but one of them is like when it's over, it's like, where the fuck do we go from there? Yeah, that was a that was a big issue too. Which and is, there, and again, could have used a movie in between these movies. I yeah. don't know. Or have eight be totally just one person, like, or what, a plan from the beginning. Exactly, so eight could more directly set up like the yeah. emperor returning and. Dude, honestly, like we were just saying, having the emperor be hinted at or revealed at the yeah. end of eight, literally in the last five minutes, would have made this movie dramatically better, dramatically better. Um, just because it's not so like so. Wow. Okay, here we go. Like type of thing. Um, but yeah. So just going back, uh, going back to the movie. Um, my next favorite bit, which we're just kind of going sequentially in order here, and we're just talking our favorite bits about it. Um, obviously, when they go to get Chewie off that that you know the, from the ship, when they find out that Chewie's alive, um, after they get you know so C three PO memory wiped and everything, and I did like that bit. You know that was kind of dramatic, even though it does it did seem like it was inconsequential, like C three PO getting his memory wiped, and now he's just you know, back to normal after like 30 minutes and he gets to CR2 again and they back, you know, back up his data to bring him back. But um, Kylo and Ray being on that ship where they're rescuing Chewie and Kylo telling her who she really is. So they stuck to the thing that Ryan set up that her parents were nobody, but her grandfather is not nobody. Now, this is one of my, so this is one of my issues with the film. I don't think they're even being tricky there because, again, everyone says, like, that retcons The Last Jedi. We don't know. There was nothing definitive about that in The Last Jedi. Like, Kyle was just... Kyle. Kylo was just... I'll run. Kyle. Kyle. He was telling... Damn it, Kyle. He was manipulating her. Like, even if it was true, he was just telling her the worst thing she could have heard in that moment. Yeah. Which is why he did it. So yeah. JJ could have committed that to being truthful, or he could have said, no, like, he was just bullshitting, but there was nothing definitive about it in The Last Jedi. So it's not a retcon. Yeah. It's not a retcon, boys. Like, I don't think it was. Um, I don't either. And yeah. even then, the spirit of it. The spirit of it has not changed. Everyone was saying that well, that undoes the whole point of like heroes can come from anywhere. That's still true. Heroes can come from anywhere. They can come from a line of villains too. Yeah. That doesn't change. Yeah. And that's, that was like, I think I, we talked about this before is like, I just it made, I already talked to this about Drew and him and always the, 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 the idea of like the last Jedi, like one of their people, one of the things people really liked about it was the idea that in, uh, you know a hero can come from anyone. And I was like, it doesn't have to be a lineage. And I was like, Yoda came from nobody. Obi Wan came from nobody. Right. Literally right. endless amounts of Jedi have come from nothing. But let's not get into that. This is the next. I I thought I thought Ray being a Palpatine is a little clunky to me. I thought that was a little hokey. A little See, hokey. I liked it. Well, honest. it's funny because there are people who. I'm not even going to say they called it. I'm going to say they guessed it back in The Force Awakens, mostly because everyone at the time thought she had to be related to someone, and they thought Luke would be too obvious. So they're like, what if it was Palpatine? 
and their main point of evidence was that she kind of stabs her lightsaber in a similar stabby motion as he did in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And so now these people probably feel completely validated, but they shouldn't because <laughs> at the time that movie was made, Ray Palpatine was not a thing. No. I, and you know, I, I so I didn't necessarily care for her being ending up being a Palpatine. Um, I think I, it's cool. I, I, I it like is it. cool. I I I, I thought it was cool. a good. I thought a good it was take. a little like hokey okay. the way it was set up. Well, and it kind of it kind of it kind of mirrors the whole thing that Luke went through in the original trilogy, where he's you know trying to not live up to the same thing that his dad was. After and also, yeah, and, and that's 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 true. And also, and here's the thing, guys, like. Was I rooting for her to be like a true bloodline Skywalker? I was, but who's to say that that wouldn't have been any less hokey when we sit down and do this review if that was right. the case? If anyone else was like, oh, okay, that seemed a little convenient. She's a Skywalker. I think it's a cool take. I think it's different. And I do, I think honestly, I'll feel better about it the second time I see it. Um, I just felt like the whole like idea that her parents like were inconsequential to the story, but the kid of her parents is very, very like a very big deal to the story and her parents were really not anything at all um but also you know yeah, i, don't know. I were, wouldn't say her parents weren't anything at all because their whole thing was trying to escape the well, palpatine name who were they like was the was the son was he like acknowledged like you know by palpatine or no, was he just not. like a bastard child probably not Thing. And it's and not, it's, the, and not, and not every kid of a force user is gonna have the force, I guess. So it's not like he was super powerful in the force. They were just like, because he wasn't concerned about him. But when yeah. Ray was born, he was like, oh my god, this kid's got, she's legit. Um, and I, I will say, would I have preferred Ray be unrelated, you know, to anyone? Like, yeah, like I was on board with the Ray nobody thing. But if she is going to be related to someone, I think making her the granddaughter of the devil is, I think, the most interesting thing they could have done. Also, also, a lot of people are having, I don't know if they're joking, being jokey about it, or if they're, if they're like, they really have an issue. If, um, like, with the whole Palpatine having, like, they're like, oh my god confirm palpatine has sex type of stuff yeah like, why is that so weird to people i was like it's like dude there's been tons of like anakin darth vader had sex why is that like so and like honestly i feel like it fits palpatine's character a ton because he's like you know i'm a i'm a he's a successful emperor of the galaxy he's a power he's a powerful white man there's no galaxy where exactly he's and he's played. and he's he's getting he does i mean he does whatever he wants and he probably doesn't even care about the woman he impregnated i know for a fact he doesn't care about the woman he impregnated. yeah people are like who would have sex with him i'm like yeah. uh that's yeah. that's not he's a, the lord yeah. of the sith like yeah so maybe right. If Donald Trump can have children, so can Sheev Palpatine. For sure. No doubt about it. So, I, yeah, I, have, I don't necessarily have an issue with that, I guess. And I, I think it was just the way it was delivered. I, I just need to see it again. And I think, I think I'm going to feel much better about that. But that was a big moment. Big moment in the movie there. Uh, finally finding out who, uh, who Ray is. So, um, after... But the reason why it's good, okay? The reason why it's a good choice, if you're not going to do the Ray Nobody route, is her whole thing has been looking for acceptance. So in The Force Awakens, she thinks that's either through finding out who her parents are or finding surrogate parents. And at first that was kind of like Han. Mm -hmm. And then in episode eight, she thought it would be Luke, but it's not Luke. And then Kyle was like, no, you're nobody. So 
her trying to come to terms with that. And then, so the twist in nine is that like, no, you're not nobody. You are the granddaughter of the most evil person in the whole galaxy. So yeah. she has family, but now she has to reject it. It's her needs coming into conflict with her wants, which is how you have good uh, character writing. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's a good point. And I, I thought it matched up a lot with like just the story of Star Wars in general, you know, always having this, you know, it's about lineage. It's about, uh, you know, hope. It's about uh, destinies. And so it was, it was, I mean, it was cool to see after like how Ray having a battle with that now, like her call to the light side, even though she comes from like the most evil, most powerful Sith that has ever lived. Um, so I guess we get to, she's now like with knowing who she is, she's now trying to still find Sheev Palpatine and she gets to the next part. So they get to the Death Star, right? Yes. That was like the next big moment. She gets. Yeah. It. Cause they figure out where they need to go. Um, cause they need to go to that next planet, which um, C-3PO tells them to go to the oceanic moon of Endor. That's right. And so they, yeah. they, they get there where the, the Death Star has been crashed uh, onto the, the, the moon. And, um, and she, she heads in. And we, this is where we get to meet um, Jonna. Jonna, who actually liked, I liked her character. I liked that she was also a, a, uh, a uh, rejected stormtrooper who gave up her, her, you know, her stormtrooper neat mm-hmm. or job. I guess job <laughs> to be <laughs> to be uh, uh, to be a free like uh, to be free of the uh, the first mm-hmm. order and, and call her own. Job. I like that too. And it kind of helped with with Finn's arc in this with him finding solace that he wasn't the only one that defected, um, and just kind of showing that there's others out there like him. Yeah, and that he might have inspired other storms. That too. That yeah. too. Yeah. Although they weren't totally clear on that, but. Here's the thing, like, I thought her character was fine. She wasn't given any time to develop in anything. That's just another distraction from the characters we're supposed to be focusing on. I don't know why she was introduced, like, this could have just been Rose, like, with Finn at the very end. Like, we already have Rose, like, why are we bringing in new characters? Or, like, Zori, like, could that not have just been Lando? Like, yeah. Why are these new people being introduced in the last movie? Stop it. Well, I like I like the Zori bit because it just kind of gave a little bit more like backstory of Poe. Which yeah, I true. But uh, the the dude Rose got benched in this thing, man. Yeah, she hard like <laughs> she, she got three disrespect. lines. She was if, she was totally benched. If oh, anything, man. like um, if. If this movie does anything to quote unquote ignore the last Jedi, it was it was benching Rose. Yeah. Like Yeah. I see I didn't love her character because in The Last Jedi, I was like, why can't this just be Finn and Poe going on this mission together? But she was there, and so in the third one it's like, all right, well, why isn't she more involved? Why are we introducing more fucking people? Like Yeah. Um but obviously, so we get to that. We get to the the Death Star. She has a. She gets to go to the throne room on the Death Star. You can I get a little bit of a, a, a homage there to when Luke was fighting Darth Vader back in the day. She has a very very similar to Luke Skywalker's like you know Force Cave scene 
where she goes into that one area. We finally get to see Dark Ray. The course turns out was a vision, but it was cool. It was more than a vision. It was what she was like, what her true calling really was like from her lineage would say, which would be her being a, you know, dark Jedi. And it was cool too, to see like the blue, the, the saber in action and Ray fighting Ray. That was a really, really cool scene. And I, I loved it. Of course, she also finds the Sith compass there. So she has the compass and now she's fighting the, her dark side self um, in that, in that area. I thought that was a cool bit. Do we talk about how the Sith Wayfinder is more or less a fob? There was a Emperor fob. <laughs> it was a enhanced fob. It was a fob. It was a fob. I was Those surprised. They just, why didn't they just call it a holocron? Like, why didn't they just go there and just right? Because that's what it is. Like, essentially, I don't. know. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. I think because yeah, with with a Sith holocron, don't you have to be Sith to be able to open it? I don't know. I, don't I mean, the Jedi had holocrons. I thought a holocron's a holocron. Yeah, I, 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 it was. It would have been. I don't know. That would have been kind of cool. But it would. Well, uh, the, it would have been cool because she was part Sith. She's still part Sith because she's. Well, she's not part Sith. Like, well, like don't she comes inherit. from. Like it would have been cool to see her. Like if that was the case, like only a Sith can open a Sith holocron. It would be cool to see her be able to open it because her granddad is the most evil person ever. See, um, yeah, they could have, like I was saying earlier, like drawn out the whole emperor mystery way longer than they did instead of just right out the gate being like he's back motherfuckers yeah yeah and you know what what we get what we get next though after after she gets that holocron kylo is waiting for in the throne room she's he's tracked her down because he knew she was going there and um destroys the holocron so now she has no way to get to palpatine without my favorite scene in the whole movie the whole death the whole death star wreckage sequence i think is the best part of the movie that was so it was probably the best part of the new trilogy it was awesome yeah that that fight scene was incredible um i mean I like I liked how I destroyed the Wayfinders. It kind of reminded me of the Mandalorian episode where the bounty hunter destroys the fob. It's like, <laughs> well, Mando, I, I, <laughs> I know where it is. Yeah. But, no, I, I agree. That was that was probably my favorite scene, or at least top three easily. Um, so, I mean, it was, re- it was really, really good to see Kylo actually um, show that he, he can be stronger than Rey. Because, you know, one of the complaints it's, was... It's never been in question, you know? Well, like. You mean never I don't knew. think like he so people are like in some of the reviews I've read like oh man Kylo just doesn't isn't going to get to win a, a fight this whole trilogy huh and it's he he totally wins this fight yeah he does I mean and it, then it, in the force awakens he got shot in the stomach with the bowcaster which I mean, sent sent people flying in that movie. Like, he was clearly wounded and then was toying with her and got caught off guard. And again, this movie, he's totally in control for the whole fight. And, like, she just gets gassed. And, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't... He's not even really breaking a sweat. Yeah. That we could tell. I mean, he was so wet, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, so wet. But it, it was really cool just seeing the waves and how their, yeah. like, Ray was jumping over them. And then just seeing Ky- Kylo walk through that wave with his lightsaber and then just kind of turning it um, away, doing a new stance. That was, it. oh, and then when they, when the, they're, you know, Kylo's about to um, strike her and she like stops it with the force. Yeah. And goes stuck there and they do that little exchange. That was, 
that was really cool. I did appreciate this movie kind of uh, brought back the force acrobatics a little more. Yeah. You know, in the prequels, people are jumping around and flippy flippy. Yeah. And, and it was cool. Uh, got it back. They're more mobile. Just yeah. Ray levitating in the beginning and how she kind of slowly kind of floats back down. And I liked the expansion of what the force can do throughout this trilogy. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. It was very cool. But uh, yeah. And I mean, I think I honestly thought it was kind of up in the air if Kylo was stronger than Ray. I mean, clearly we find out why they're basically like forced twins. They're like the dyad. Uh, they're a dyad. Yeah. They're which together could have, could have brought in that concept a little earlier yeah. too, but yeah, but that's they're linked together. It's a super, super rare thing to be a dyad. And um, it's why they're so powerful. It's why Ray is like able to do so much as well. Not only her lineage, but this just, that's why she's able to go like toe for toe a lot. Um, but then she, you know, they have this, they have this, uh, like we were saying, this amazing fight scene. Leia has her moment there where she literally gives herself up to the force to try and keep Ben from doing something absolutely terrible and to try and save him like one last time. I thought this was well done. It could have been obviously done better if Carrie was alive. Uh, she could have had some maybe dialogue to do this, but some other people were left to fill in the dialogue for what was happening. And, uh, she's able to pause Ben as Ben is about to kill Ray. Cause he, he is, he is, he's right there. He's, he's beat her. She's tired. And it's, I don't think he was going to kill her. I don't know. He was like about to swing the lightsaber, man. No, was, he's in love with her. He, he was, I don't know. I don't he know. Was, Cause at that point he said, he said, I'm only going to extend my hand one more time. And he yeah. did that on the, on the star destroyer before they left. Yeah. And, I don't and, think and, and Ray was, Ray was obviously trying to kill him because she killed him. <laughs> so she, didn't, she mortally wounded him, perhaps, but she she killed him. Like, well, yeah, not, mortally wounded. He like, did he was not die. He, he did not die. die. And and um, so Leia giving herself to the Force stops Ben in his tracks because he feels her his mom leave, and he has like this moment of pause, and he drops his lightsaber. Ray catches it. Ray shanks him and stabs him in the gut and kicks his. It kills him. And I thought for sure Kylo was she doesn't dead there. kill him. Stop well, saying that. She was. She die. went for the. She went for the kill. She went for the kill. She, she was not. Kill. She could have got up and left, and he would have died right then and right. There. But but she goes for the kill. Rather, she she, she I, stabs I do, him. Yeah, and, and then uh, her realizing that Leia had thus passed and that's why kylo kind of got distracted yeah when she kind of snapped back into it to to heal him she snapped back into it heals him shows off that healing power again and then says like um uh, one more thing about ben and then leaves and she runs away is that when she said that she would have taken his hand but taken his hand as ben yeah kylo? yeah i thought that i did want to take good. your hand as ben not kylo and that's also so i guess we could go back to the whole thing of Max saying she killed him. In a sense, she did kill Kylo at that point. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure. And sure, sure. and so she she flies away, um, and Kylo has a moment there. Wait, shit, we totally missed. Did I skip? Oh, we skipped over the part of Ray going to the Octu. No, no that's, that's next. That's that comes next. Okay, so okay, so she goes to Octu, or does the Let's just do this. She goes okay. to Octu. She goes she to goes Octu. Octu. And, and she, she's burning the TIE Fighter. She's burning the TIE Fighter. She runs. She gets away from Kylo. She's burning the TIE Fighter. 
she thinks she's like she killed Kylo and she is now feeling super guilty that she killed Leia's son and she's like I'm giving this up like I I can't do this and she throws the lightsaber into the fire and as it's getting thrown in there obviously Luke catches it I love this next bit here we see Luke Skywalker as Luke Skywalker he is the hopeful optimistic person he has overcome what he was going through in the last jedi and he's back to being himself to be ray's mentor that she needs more than ever Uh, well that's how he ended the last jedi yeah i mean yeah he overcame we yeah and he's obviously we just get to see it fleshed out more now and the new you know luke coming back to who he truly is um and we get great great this is the best bit of dialogue I think we have in the entire movie is Luke and Ray's discussion here about, you know, what it means to be a Jedi and facing fear is the destiny of the Jedi and everything like that. Like we get to see, it gives me chills actually thinking of it. It was a great, great scene. Also, I don't, I think it's a wink at the camera at first when I first read it, heard the line, I was like, is that just a blatant punch in the face to Ryan Johnson? It's actually no. just—it's actually just Luke laughing at himself. Yes, is is. yes, he's making being... fun of himself for like the the weapon of the Jedi needs to be re- treated with more respect, and it's more of just like a a joke at, yeah. at his own expense. He's being self-deprecating because he's still like a kind of old sassy man. And yeah. None of them are ever going to outright and say like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Like he's he's just going to make a joke at himself. Yeah, and yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We yep. move on with our lives. And uh, so we get great dialogue there. And freaking Luke Skywalker man raises the X-wing out of the water, like he couldn't do <laughs> before. He does it now. He didn't I want to. He didn't want. He didn't. Well, no. When uh, and uh, and and uh. uh empire he can't he can't raise the oh right right the x-wing and he raises it now with ease and sets it down smiling like you know we're it's gonna be okay kid type of thing and it just seeing ray fire up that x-wing again and knowing it works that was really cool and you know tim made a great point too a lot of people were like well if he could have flown that x-wing why didn't he just fly to help them out at the end of last jedi there wasn't gonna be enough time is what the thing was and he, yeah because the falcon showed up if he would have flown the falcon showed up would it would have been too late and everyone yeah. would have been dead because it would have yeah. been able to breach so yeah so he had to do the one thing he could do the only thing he could do and that was that one thing and that was that was just cool to see but to see so here him, one him, thing one thing he did skip over though with oct two um the whole flashback scene where it shows luke training with leia and then oh, he yeah. actually gives ray leia's lightsaber that I liked your um, lightsaber. It was a cool design. It was pretty cool. I do too, but my buddy Drew made a good point. I wish it wasn't Leia's lightsaber. I think that was shoehorned in. I don't I don't know why we needed to see Leia training actually at all. I don't feel like that had anything to do with the story, Leia training or or anything. What it should have been is Luke's green lightsaber. That's what it should have been. It should have been Luke's green lightsaber, in my opinion. It was a cool oh. lightsaber that Leia has, but I think it should have been Luke's green lightsaber. Wait, wait, are people upset Greenie didn't show up or that Leia was getting Jedi training? No, I don't think anyone's upset Leia was getting Jedi training. Me, like looking at the movie, Leia, this, the fact Leia was being trained as a Jedi has no impact on this story at all. And um, it probably would have had you know Carrie Fisher been alive but it had no impact. So it just like, it just seemed weird that they were making something symbolic out of Leia's saber. I wish they would have just had it be greeny. I wish it would have well, been like, I, I think the whole symbolism though, is that 
it, it makes Ray feel or come to terms that she is accepted. Um, and they kind of touch on that because Leia knew she was a Palpatine the whole time. But isn't that – I think isn't that better though? Like the, the light the – Sky, the Skywalker lightsaber was never Luke's. It was Anakin's. It was never even Luke's. Isn't it more of an acceptance thing to Luke, for Luke to give her his personal lightsaber, the green lightsaber that he built, give her that as like a thing to say like it doesn't matter who you are. I want you to have this type of light. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like she had a better connection with Leia than she did. I, just, with I, Luke. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I, I guess. I, th- I think they're trying to establish also that Leia has more formal as formal as you could be with Luke uh, Jedi training to help kind of explain how she, I guess, mentored Ray in between the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I guess that makes. I mean, that that's the only thing that that makes sense to me is is. But it does yeah. raise the question of where the hell is the green lightsaber? I know. I mean, I guess we're just thinking. I guess it's just it got lost when the the building was destroyed, when he was uh, crushed by Kylo. It must have got destroyed or something or lost. I mean, how I still I still know it. it would have been too cheesy of a callback, and like I'm not criticizing the movie for it not being in here. But yeah, having R2 just kind of spit it out to Kylo Ren at some clutch moment in yeah. this movie would have been cool. But... It would have been cool. Yeah. But um, so, so yeah, uh, that, that's all that happened on Oct2. It was a great, it was a great scene. The next scene in the movie is the best scene in the movie, I think. Uh, and it made me cry. And I'm not even afraid to admit it. I got worked up. It was, oh, yeah. dude, the Hey Kid. So Kylo looking off into the distance and Hey Kid turns around and the biggest like, i had no idea this was happening han solo making an appearance a cameo here to talk with ben and um dude it was an amazing scene that was so so good and uh when kylo calls him dad that's when i lost it i was like yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah, i was like oh no it was a, a tear the tears started flowing but him going dad, by the way, this is something that you may have not have, that I caught this on Twitter afterwards. He says dad and Han looks at him and goes, I know. And, yeah. and it's a call, great callback to Empire. Very great callback there. He's like, you know, he's showing him like, I, I've, I love you and I'm, I'm sorry for everything I've done. This is how you, that it was a perfect redemption moment. I wasn't sure if I was going to buy the redemption of Kylo Ren. I, I wanted it to happen. I never knew if I was going to buy the way it was done, though. This was the way to do it, and it was done so well. And they explained it to like it's like you're not here; you're just a memory. And and it doesn't matter though. Like Kylo is mem- remembering his dad in this moment where he needed him most, where he's he's at such conflict with himself, and um, he hucks that cross-bladed lightsaber into the freaking ocean, man. It was great. It was great. Beautiful great moment. That was a, it was a great scene. Great scene. Seriously, like, honestly, by the way, like, I would say, like, all the issues in the movie just happens, and, like, any issues that people have in the movie happen in, like, the first hour of the movie. The first hour and 15. Like, the last half of the movie, I think, is it's really well done. So, what happens next, guys? Uh, again, we don't need to go over the entire scene for scene. But, you know, my next favorite bit there is, you know, Ray going to Exegol to, to, to confront the Emperor. All the creepy Sith stuff was really that cool was to great. me. Yeah. Like, the, all the people in the stands, like, are they, like, Sith cultists? Or are those, like, ghosts just kind of watching? Right. Like, 
I think they're cultists that, that live on Exegol. That, and that there's are... talk of a ritual, which is kind of cool that this calls back in my mind to the whole the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise thing in Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about the Sith having a power to stop people from dying. It's just sort of their spirits getting passed from Sith to Sith. And that's how that's where his immortality yeah comes, comes into play from, is he mm-hmm. just wants to you know add add his spirit to ray yeah mm-hmm. her, that, her strength and that's that that was like in particular when i was like man they are going full on star wars with this like they are not pulling any punches. again i just that's so much to just whip out at the very end like that's what she said cool nice Um, again i don't mind that it's there like i like everything that happens in this movie on paper it's just i wish everything had more time to breathe breathe so the whole the whole strike me down and then i i'll like become one with you i I think that's also kind of a callback to return of the jedi when he was telling luke to strike him down yeah so i think i think that may have been his plan was that he wanted to take have Luke's. Luke kill him, and then he could take Luke's body. Yeah, yeah. So I I enjoyed that. I thought that was a good way to kind of introduce the whole aspect without it being feeling like it was forced. Yeah, it was it was it was good, and also he like he didn't really have any care about her being his. Like he was clearly trying to take advantage of her, even though he was she's family. He was trying to take advantage of her, and that was that was like it was cool, but um. Now we get to see Ben. But then so- he says, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Ben arrives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, when ben, but when ben arrives with his blaster and he's like just in his, he's in a black long sleeve tee. And he's, he's casual wear. He's, he's casual. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was telling. I lead over to Tib. I was like, Ben Solo uh, just made a quick shop at the uh, Old Navy. Got a couple of sale items and he's on his way. He's on his way to Exegol. He got, um, he got buy one, get one free. Yeah, he got, yeah, did so he's running in there and you know it's he has one line of dialogue there where he says ow but it was cool. I like that though. It was it's, funny cuz we you see him Kylo be a, silly boy. a little bit. Yeah. It, All the same really wish he had said something else during the end of that movie. Even with like the Knights of Ren who he was supposedly the leader of just kind of stroll out and they everyone just ass first. starts wordlessly yeah. attacking each other. Oh man, that scene where they're just kicking his his ass, and you know he's kind of like on his knees, you and know, Ray getting feels, ready to. Yeah, and Ray, Ray, feels, Ray notices that he's there, and she's like, "Oh, he's turned." And that's that's kind of also when Ray, you know, realized there was some hope, and it wasn't that yeah. she had to, you know, go along with the ritual. And she's like, "I was able to turn Ben." You know, I, I don't have to be evil because he chose to not be evil too. And, and then when she, oh man, she gives puts him her the hand saber. behind her back, then the Kylo's like, Kylo's like, just kind of like indifferent, like, all right, finally, he's like, yeah, and, we're yeah. Right. he gives them this little gesture, like, ah, eh, what are you gonna do? He's like, and, he's like, all right, let's have at it, boys. I was, I love that. At the same time, I'm like, all right, here we go, and then like he kills them all in two seconds it's like well that was the knights of ren i guess dude like, he kicks their ass though it was awesome and i love it like, was cool but that and i love like his breathing like <sighs> dude his whole like people mention this and i can't wait to see it again to pay more attention as well but 
like his whole like fighting style and his stance and and the way he was it was like different than how he was as a Sith it was much more like it was much more um like light on his feet rather yeah. than, like, than heavy slashing and it was just like cool and it was like when he when that moment happened where he like dodged the axe and it like went over his head and he kind of just lets out a little exhale like it was almost like all right uh, it was like he's he's getting the hang of this jedi business again and it was it was cool and he just destroys them and it was it was badass i thought that was awesome it was cool to see kylo ren be this just fabled warrior ben well, solo be this yeah. fabled warrior again um, i just thought it was funny that you know, allegedly, J.J. Abrams asked Ryan Johnson to change something with The Last Jedi. Uh, so I think, I don't know if this is fact or just a popular theory that originally it wasn't going to be the Praetorian Guards they fight in the throne room. It would be Ben and Ray versus the Knights of Ren. Jay Abrams was like, no, please don't kill them off. Like, I want to use them again. But then he doesn't do anything with them in this movie. <laughs> he just kills them off just as unceremoniously as the Praetorian Guards were. Yeah. So it's like, why? It been, what? It would, yeah, it would have been cool to get some sort of explanation for the Knights of Ren. Just any any. Or let them do something. Like, yeah. some fucking evil or watch them, like, apprehend Chewie. Like, yeah. how'd they yeah, kick instead, his ass? Like, instead of having it be all you know, outside of the scenes that we see. It would have been nice to see a little more. And that that could kind of be something that they did cut out too. So maybe there is an extended scene of that happening. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and then Ben joins Ray in the throne room there with Palpatine in the Sith Temple. And Palpatine just destroys they them. They get their asses kicked. He just, he just destroys them. It wasn't even like a challenge. He just lifts them up, throws them down. And uh, like they're they're struggling big time and well and the fact that they're he was able to like pull what was it their, their life force out of them oh my that god that was a that was a new concept that i found very interesting well but so i don't think the implication there i don't think he was aware that they were this force died it's like he figures that out on the spot it's like oh you know what screw like possessing ray i'm just gonna suck their life force out and do my own thing yeah, they do like a they do like it's a, like that was convenient for you. Like you had no, I, I, that wasn't like the plan all along to get them there to yeah, uh, give them uh, the suck. That, that would, <laughs> that would have been, that would have been well, maybe a little bit of a better storyline was the whole point was to trap them together so he could take their life force. Yeah. It was a cool, it was a cool bit there though, to see him do that and become full Palpatine again, completely healed, all good to go. Um, he, he lightning bolts Kylo. Uh, into that crevice in the ground and then it's just ray and ray rolls over and we get this like amazing amazing part of um of of uh of, the voices of jedi well, past now the one thing i wish i wish there were the ghosts i wish there were force ghosts like mm -hmm. surrounding her like, so telling her like the force is going to be with you right and, like that would have been that would have been a stand-up at your moment to see Luke side-by-side side with Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, Yoda, all these other people. Yeah, they should have had, like, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, Luke show up, like, and mm -hmm. physically, like, cheer on. I, I don't mind that it's voices, but when you looked at the credits, the characters they chose, like Ahsoka, uh, Luminara Unduli, uh, Aayla Sakura, like... 
who the fuck is going to recognize those voices? Like casual I, I, fans aren't going to pick those voices out. Like I think that's just kind of like with them just going full let's appease the fans type of thing. Because, I mean, when we heard that, we're like, oh, shit, that was, that was Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. that Mace was, Windu's voice is heard, too. Mace and we Windu. Thought, we thought, See, I, I couldn't tell where he was. Mace Windu, we thought it would have been funny if Mace Windu's echoey voice was like, we do not grant you the rank of master. Yeah. <laughs> what echoes out? Like, what the – like, Mace, you were always like, just a prick. So I made out um, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, and um, – I heard Ahsoka and then uh, Mace. Ayla, because there was some random French accent there. So I was like, oh, yeah, that was <laughs> her from the Clone Wars. So I my, did not pick out Ahsoka. The reason why I don't think they uh, actually were projected there as Force Ghosts, at least what I am going to say, is because they're in a Sith temple. And I want to say that they yeah, just couldn't appear. Maybe they couldn't manifest. Because when she, when she was hearing them, she was looking into space. So it was like, they were elsewhere, just kind of all around her in space. And then that's how she heard their voices. Well, and that's what she's kind of meditating on in the beginning of the movie, I guess, is trying to commune with them. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's just not, she had to open herself up to True. it in a way. True. Um, it, it, and and maybe guess, that's why Anakin never reaches out to Kylo. Some people were complaining about that. Like, why didn't he have a moment with Anakin? I think he was just so spiritually in turmoil. He probably couldn't have communicated with him if he wanted to. Right. I, I agree with that. I think it may have been that he just couldn't. And um, I mean, you, you hear, you hear, uh, you know, Palpatine in the beginning saying that he's mimicking you know, Darth Vader's voice, which I thought right. that was kind of cool. Well, because in um, The Force Awakens, right, when Kylo's kind of almost praying to Vader's helmet, he's asking, like, show me grandfather, show me again. Right. So I, Palpatine must have been whispering to him through the helmet. Mm-hmm. And what I'm also wondering about is because she said that the Jedi are with her. It could be that, you know, they were actually inside her the, the whole time. So kind of like talking to her kind of with the whole Sith where the thousand spirits, you know, are living inside Palpatine. And maybe at that point when she had accepted who she truly was and wasn't trying to run away from her past um, and focusing on that the entire time, that's when they're able to actually talk to her. Well, yeah. I, because, I, you know, when the Jedi die or people who... I guess have let go of the dark side as Ben does, you know, they become one with the force and are able to sort of maintain some kind of consciousness where like normal people can't, but for the Sith, it's always been established. Like they can't manifest as ghosts, but their spirits have to like cling on to things. Mm -hmm. So I think, I guess that's why they have to do the possession or, however Palpatine was hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think Ray had like the souls of the Jedi with her. It was just, she was so connected to the force in that moment. Well, in, cause I thought, cause they essentially gave her life. That's how she was able to stand back up for the brief moment. It was kind of like, you know, in Dragon Ball Z when um, Gohan's fighting Cell in the Cell games and Goku 
kind of in spirit shows up behind him yeah. to super yeah. push the kamehameha Dude, that's what <laughs> I was, like what was going on that's exactly yeah. what i was hoping for in that i was hoping all the force ghosts were going to show up around her and like help her push back palpatine's like uh force lightning and everything like i would thought that would have been so cool but obviously you know they had a different direction to go with i was but, hoping she was going to do the whole yoda where she just sticks up her hand and just catches it yeah and, and then, then blasts it back, back. Yeah. well maybe she couldn't directly strike him back i don't know no. people were saying like why didn't he just stop shooting lightning but like once you turn Sheev on you can't turn him off like <laughs> you go full i think what it is too is i in, like <laughs> in return of the jedi he was he was shooting out lightning all the way down the pit and then like <laughs> revenge of the sith he keeps shooting lightning even though anakin or mace's mace yeah. is bouncing it back at him like I think also like there's something like it's getting pulled from him. So if it like if, if something like this happens, like it's literally being pulled from him. Yeah, maybe he she like was... he cannot turn it off unless he breaks free of this this thing. Redirecting and, uh, his energies. I, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and uh, since Ray was blocking it, he was like, "Oh God!" And he just melts himself away. I was thinking it was also like in in the instance if Ray were to strike him down and she was gonna he was gonna take over her body. I was thinking maybe we'd get something very similar to Scooby Doo on on Monster Island, where or not Monster, uh, just Scooby Doo in general. When um, remember when Freddy gets uh, his his soul sucked out and gets put into Daphne's body and he's like, <laughs> I've got boobies. Like I was yeah. thinking, I was hoping for a scene like that maybe. Uh, you know, Palpatine looks hoping like, for a scene like that. Sure. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> That's Max's biggest gripe. That was that was that, that was never happened. Biggest, that was my biggest gripe. But yeah, um, it was really cool though. I she deflects the lightning. Oh, dude! By the way, Chief like shooting the the lightning into the air and like destroying the chips. I was like, holy god, this guy is. It was awesome. That was so so cool. Um, mm -hmm. he, just just to see how powerful he had become. Um, but yeah, obviously Ray defeats him. The next bit, though, is the probably the biggest shocker of of all. Ray, exhausted, collapses and dies there in the in the middle of the Sith throne room. The Sith acolytes, so they were around, have been destroyed. Um, Palpatine is dead, and Ben is not dead himself. He climbs up out of the pit that he was thrown down and rushes to Ray's side, and. Um, showing genuine care for her uh and you know brings her back to life he does the healing thing and and literally gives her his More than life healing it was like full-on resurrection exactly and they embrace and literally the most <laughs> i couldn't believe what i was watching they they kiss ray kisses him it's Raylo was legit the entire time. It wasn't a joke. They really actually loved each other. Now, was it something I was thinking? I don't know necessarily if it was like a literal like I like I love you. I let's let's do this, or if it was like just a pure display of human emotion. Yeah, and they, they, she just did what was the most emotional thing for her to do there, and that was just to kiss him. And I think, um, I think I it think... could be perceived either way he's been in love with her i don't know if she necessarily feels the same way but in that moment it was just like you know what are you gonna do and i feel like yeah and i feel like smooch it, it, you know in hindsight too if you put it together in the trilogy he you could always say he's he's always been trying to protect her in some way like he didn't yeah. want to bring her straight to snoke he wanted to try and take care of her himself and he wanted her to join him and he's he's been trying to give her chances to live 
and she was the one who to to bring her, him back to her and um and so he revives her and then ben dies which honestly I, I i love the sentiment that he gave his life to bring her back that's like his redemption is full but also like i would have loved to see ben and ray ride off into the sunset and two i don't know because i mean the man is a mass murdering yeah i think that's i think that's the, the end of the day yeah so. but also i'm i'm on team i'm on team the dark side portion of you is a completely different part of you and once it's killed it's done it can't come back so uh because like i i don't find darth i found darth vader is the person who did all those terrible things not anakin skywalker uh, kylo ren is the person who did those terrible things not ben solo i that's how i've always perceived it and maybe that's not how it can, canonically is but uh. i just like that it it cements uh what the skywalker legacy is he does what uh his uncle did in the previous movie he does what his father and grandfather did before him although his dad was han solo but just the heroism comes from uh sacrifice in love and not you know big dick lightsaber swinging yeah and um yeah guys so that was a big moment i i you know at first i didn't like it it's grown on me more and i i did enjoy that you walked out of the theater what are you talking about you didn't like the movie or no i'm sorry i was talking about the raylo thing oh okay okay yeah i wasn't sure but but yeah at the end of it i did i i i'm starting to like it more and more and there was a big celebration i obviously love that scene seeing all them together celebrating one more time and Ray goes to Tatooine and um, where, where it all began and uh, where it, the Skywalker bloodline began and, and where, it's, where it ends, I guess. And uh, she buries Leia and Luke's sabers in the sand, igniting her own saber to show that she has her which own. Is which is like yellow. A golden yellow saber, which, which is badass. Personal note, I'm all for because in the video games, whenever I can pick a lightsaber color, I'm going yeah. yellow. Yeah, it was yeah. cool to see I'm the same way. It was I cool to see a different lightsaber. It was cool to see a different saber. And... She had it earlier in the movie, but that's okay. And she made it out of her staff. She it made it out like. of her staff. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, that was a really cool thing too. She made it out of staff parts, but also apparently, if you when she's reading the book at the beginning of the movie, you can actually see her workstation and she's trying to build a lightsaber. Really? So, yeah. That's cool. Um, but this part, dude, people, some people didn't like it. I no, yeah. freaking love it. I love it. I love it. Ray, that lady's there is like, no one's been here for so long. She looks over, sees freaking, I'm getting chills right now, Leia and, and, and Luke there. And she's like, what's, who are you? Ray, Ray who? And she looks over and she's like, you know what? I'm getting chills. Ray Skywalker. That was so awesome. It actually it's getting me emotional. I was like, dude, I I loved it. I was like, oh my god, that's perfect. It's the it's the epitome of Star Wars for me. It's not about what you're given. It's about what you do with what you have. And she chose her own destiny. She chose to take up the Skywalker name. This is so funny to me because I was talking to Jordan and I was so sure, so sure after that scene you would walk away hating the entire sequel trilogy no no i i, I thought it. this would have ruined it for you no, i'm so it. surprised you like this i i loved it it's it it's 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 
the Skywalkers to me too. They come from an immense like darkness, but they always come out on the other side and the bloodline lives on in a way. And, you know, everyone gets their name somehow. And it, you know, just, just because Ray isn't necessarily the blood of Skywalker doesn't mean she can't continue that, that legacy, which is what the Skywalkers are more about more than anything is their legacy. So I loved it. I love that. The the thing that cemented it more was that Leia and Luke were there to say like, this is what we want. This is what we've always wanted. And um, if like they didn't appear, maybe I would have felt differently just because she's like, that's my name. But the fact that like Luke and Leia were there to like, that's, it's all yours. Like, you know who you are. And uh, she, Ray Skywalker, man. It was awesome. It was a great, great ending. So at the end of it, guys, really what it comes down to with this movie, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, was it, from a critical standpoint, as a movie, was it a mess? Yes. It very much moves a thousand miles an hour. A lot of things happen very quickly. And it's clearly, there was, th- th- this movie clearly shows there was no plan ever. And they're trying to put together so much so fast. But that I love everything I was seeing, though it was jankily put to, like very janky in the way it was put together. Yes, I did. I walked away happy. I, I walked away with a big smile on my face. And, um, you know, I hope, I really hope it's not the end of the Skywalker saga. I want to see more Ray. I love Ray so much. Um, yeah, I was, I was telling Max this earlier. It, after this movie, it really, really made me like the characters of Ray, Finn, and Poe a lot more than it did after, like, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And it's a little upsetting that this could potentially be the last one with all three of them in it. I don't think it will be, man. I think we're going to get more. I think Ray really, well, Daisy Ridley, just despite the fact that I think the dialogue is overall kind of whack in this movie, she had a lot to do and say. So Daisy really kind of owned the whole movie in my mind. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she did. The dynamic dream was great. I I very much enjoyed it. Um, So guys, let's go through, give it our 10 uh, out of 10 for me, 8.5 out of 10. I, I loved it. It's probably my favorite. Uh, I, I love The Force Awakens so much, but it might might be The Force Awakens. Um, but 8.5 out of 10. Tanner, what do you think, bud? Uh, 7 to 7.5 out of 10. Easily my least favorite of the sequel trilogy. Which, you know, I'm just encouraged by, dude. Because when I left that theater, I thought for sure you were going to hate it. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't hate it. I feel nothing bad. I just think it's so fucking messy i don't think it reached the epic heights it should have but uh, thematically it's still on point and yeah. there are great character moments in it so and i more, was entertained and more to be blamed about just the planning of the trilogy than the movie itself for it being kind of messy and how it was wrapped up is what i would say i wouldn't say i am satisfied by the movie but i am at peace with it so yeah. tim yeah out of 10 um oh boy as of now, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. That's going to change, though, um, depending on how I feel after seeing it a second time. Yeah, we're seeing it tonight. Yep. I'm pumped. I might, might go see it again this weekend if I can get uh, Anna out there. She's not quite the fan that we are, but we'll see. So, yeah. So, Tanner, when you said whelp earlier this week, what was that in reference to? Those are the Rotten Tomato scores. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I figured. I thought you guys for sure would have looked at that, but... No. No, I mean, I, I 
I completely cut myself off. It got to the point where like every conversation I had with someone at work, I was like, Hey, just want to let you know. I haven't looked at anything stars related. So if you mention anything about it, I will walk away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's, that's our, uh, the rise of Skywalker review. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. We're going to do a deeper dive on this film for sure. in the coming weeks, we're going to be off for the Christmas week, no Cinemax, like no force vision, but the next force vision we do, you can be assured we're going to do a, a, a big dive into this movie even more. Now that I will seen it. rewrite the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Live. We'll talk about, we'll talk about more <laughs> live action. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more, talk about things we liked, didn't like, maybe things we'd love to see changed and, and we'll go from there. But thank you guys so much for listening to a rise of Skywalker review. And uh, we will see you guys after the holidays. May the force be with you. Always. Bye.